The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream, where we uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. And the beauty of who you are is stunning. You need like high powered sunglasses in order to just get a glimpse of you if you are really, really seeing who you are and who you are. And I am your host, Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden, and I'm so happy to be here on Unity. Isn't that just such a fun word to say? That's the that's the radio station, and it's the best state of mind there is, Unity Online Radio. And the number to call today, and believe me, you're going to probably want to call in because you probably know somebody who our topic today affects, um, it affects everybody. It's, I think there's very few people it doesn't affect, even if it's not direct, it, it affects, it'll affect you on some level. So take down the number. The number is 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. And before we get rocking, let's just do a little centering because I really, really need it today. Today has been a wild one. The last few days have been wild. And I don't think it's just me. I think there's a lot going on for a lot of people. So let's just put our feet on the ground and take a big, deep belly breath. And let your exhale take with it anything you don't want to hold on to for the rest of today or the rest of forever. Let go, let go, let go of anything, everything you don't want so that you can make room with your inhale for that which you prefer. So let's breathe out any stress, worry, hurry, or any discombobulation. And let's breathe in simplicity and clarity and appreciation and gratitude and joy and unity Remembering that we are always in a unified field of connectedness, like one big, beautiful diamond mine, and we are all facets unique in this big diamond of life and in the universe of diamonds, we're all connected and uniquely expressed, but connected nonetheless. And our dreams are like that. Our dreams are diamonds. Our dreams are valuable, exponentially valuable in each One is unique, and depending on where you sit, when you're looking at the dream, there's going to be different sparkles of light bouncing off of that dream, so you kind of need to move around a little and and share your dream with people so that you can get different perspectives in order to get that aha moment. So if you have a dream that you'd like to share, like to get some insight about, today is the day to call in. So just take one more big deep breath as we bless this show today and bless our beautiful guest, Sevia Zivia Gover. She is amazing and you are going to love her if you haven't already met her. And you are amazing as well. And I'm grateful for all the folks at Unity for bringing us 
doing so many thousands of things behind the scenes to make it so simple for me to just roll in and do my little show here with Nancy T and just make it so effortless. But they're doing, they're like juggling a million things. So I want to recognize Jeff and Louie and Diane Ray and all the thousands of others behind the scenes. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And without further ado, I just say, thy will be done. And so it is. Amen. Ah, woman. Ah, dreams. <laughs> oh, so Nancy T. Let me bring out Nancy T. First of all, and too bad you guys can't see. Nancy just got her hair done, and she is looking so gorgeous. <laughs> we did. Our, so you have to go to my Facebook page, Kelly Sullivan Walden Doctor Dream, in order to see oh. Nancy's beautiful hairdo. Oh my God, so glamorous! And Nancy is my glamorous other half on this show. And how are you doing this morning, Nancy T? I'm doing really well. We had fun in our pre-show, and I can't wait to talk about <laughs> all of what we're going to talk about today. It was a Hi. little crazy, but that, it always is. That's just part of yeah. our, I guess, our term. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's why I think we're stealing the the phrase from Bethany from the Beverly Hills Housewives, or no, New York Housewives, Flossom. I'm borrowing that from her. Hashtag Flossom. It's awesome Here, to I be flaw. Tyra did that. Oh, Tyra. did she? I thought Tyra Banks no. came up with Blossom. No, it was, she, well, Bethany. I think they stole it. Let's start a cat fight between those. Yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. let's, no, let's go let's to take this to Twitter and see what they do with it. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'm borrowing it now. I'm going to get myself in that fight. I, I love yeah. the term. When I when I did the Bethany Frankel show years ago, the producer came out like a minute before I went on. She said, okay, our operating principle here is Flossom. If you make a mistake, it's awesome. It's great. So just embrace the mistakes, embrace the flaws. And it's weird when you, when you have that mentality, you don't make as many mistakes. So I wonder why we still keep making so many mistakes. Nancy. Maybe we embrace it all too much. <laughs> we, we don't have it yet. <laughs> but how else are you going to learn and grow? The thing is, is that we're on the cutting edge all the time. And I love that Michael Beckwith quote, if you're not on the edge, you're taking up too much room. And if we were yeah. in our comfort zone, we wouldn't be making any mistakes. We'd have it all by route, by rote, and everything would be simple. But we're always trying new things, so we're always making boo boos. But we're growing and learning and changing. Woohoo! Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> on that, that note, the build up for Flossum, and it's true. I know. It's true. We are growing, and you can't grow unless you're doing some changing in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing, like Julia Cameron, the author of The Artist's Way, said, you have to be willing to do something bad before you can do something good. So I think we're really good at that. And maybe <laughs> our guest can comment on this. I don't know, but this is just the last thing I'll say before we bring out Sevilla. Um, I heard that when you're learning something new, like going somewhere new, driving down a new road, learning a new language, doing something you haven't done before, if you could look at your brain under some kind of a high-tech scanner, you'd see that when you're under normal circumstances, there's a certain amount of, of um, I don't even know, neurons or whatever, um, all these pathways that open up regularly that are sparking and flying around. But when you're doing something new, it's like popcorn popping, like, boop, 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 boop. like there's so much brain activity, so much growth. And so it's like good brain exercise to try new things. So I think we're doing, we're doing good, Nancy, and all our mistakes. <laughs> it's it's That's for a higher right. purpose. We're That's learning and growing. Gosh, darn it. To it. And yeah. you're welcome to join us, everyone. Make mistakes. Make at least 25,000 of them per day. And that's how we get closer <laughs> to enlightenment. Thank you very much. 
the end. Just kidding. It's not the end. We're starting this show with, we're going to bring out Zivia Gover. She's a return guest, and I'm sure this is not, actually, we've had very few return guests on this show. So I think it's yeah. kind of special. Even though I love every guest we've had, I've, I don't think we've had any return guests, actually. So we were this so is, excited about this next book she was going to write. So she had to come back. Yes. So Sylvia yeah. was on a few months ago talking about a my oh, I'm gonna probably say it wrong, a mindful guide to a good night's sleep. Sylvia help. Did I say it right? Oh, you're so close. It's called um <laughs> it's called the a mindful mind- way to a good night's sleep. Oh the <laughs> mindful way to a good night's sleep. The mindful way to a good night's sleep. I've got it. I've got it. So but on the show. Awesome. It was Flossen. Thank you. Um, but Sevi was talking at the end of the show about her new book, Forgotten Dreams. And we're going to talk about this one today. It's so important. She's going to talk about how about her story of her mother going through Alzheimer's and the tips and techniques that relate to dreams that she discovered that anyone going through this as a caretaker can learn and it will make their lives their path, a difficult path, a little bit easier. So let me just tell you a little more about Sivia. I'm going to talk behind her back. So Sivia, cover your ears so you don't hear me say all these wonderful things about you. (laughs) So she uses a blend, a unique blend of dream work and mindfulness-based practices. Author and certified dream therapist, Sivia Gover, and you spell it T-Z-I-V-I-A, Gover is G-O-V-E-R. She awakens people to the extraordinary joy, beauty, and wisdom hidden within the ordinary moments of our daily lives. She offers one-on-one sessions, workshops, and keynotes to spark new insights on who we are and who we might become. And Sivia is the director of the Institute for Dream Studies, where she offers online courses in dreams and dream certification. Sivia's workshops and classes are appropriate for corporate community and educational groups, as well as for retreats and special programs. She's led events at the Esalen Institute. I love that place. The Sivananda Ashram Yoga Retreat, Sound Center for Healing, so many places, and including the um, IASD, the International Association for the Study of Dreams. I believe. Yes, you have? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just kind of making that up, but I assume that you have members <laughs> <You see laughs> yeah, of that absolutely. wonderful organization. So. And Nancy, I know we normally do the dream, the hero's journey, dream oracle, but I think we're going to save it for the top of the, of the next, um, after the break. So, cause I just can't wait. I'm like, <laughs> I just have no, to I'm have Sivia. I'm with you. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Sivia, welcome, welcome, welcome to Ask Dr. Oh, dream so here on Unity Online Radio. Here. Oh my God. I just have to tell you how I just, I I could eat your books. They're so deliciously written. You are so talented as a writer and philosopher, and you have such a gift for making complex, um, complex concepts, simple and beautiful and organized and, and just understandable. So um, let's just, we already established you're a dream expert and you wrote the mindful way to a good night's sleep. Yay. I think I got it right. Um, but let's talk, let's talk about how this book came to be. Bring us, bring us, tell us about the bed sheets. Let's start with the bed sheets. Sure. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, 
I admire you and your work so much, so it's a pleasure to be with you and your wonderful community. So what happened is, uh, you know, I am a self-help and inspirational author, and yet when my mom started slipping into dementia, I was having a lot of trouble taking my own advice. It was devastating. So the incident that you're referring to was early on when I started to notice that my mom's mind, she was a PhD, she was, you know, a brilliant woman, but her mind was really deteriorating. And I would come to visit her very regularly before she got sick and after and through her illness because we were best friends in addition Mm. to mother and daughter. So I always came to visit her. And when I would come, she would have bought cookies from the bakery for me and she'd have them on a plate and she'd have made up the bed in the guest room for me. And, you know, she, she would just, we'd be delighted to see each other. But little by little, as I would come visit, Thing, I could see things were falling apart. You know, she the cookies would still be in a paper bag and the bed mm. wouldn't be made yet. And then finally, one time I came, no cookies, and I mm. went up to make the bed with her, uh, but there were no sheets. There weren't even any bed sheets. I couldn't find them anywhere in the house, let alone not on mm. the bed, not in the linen closet, not in the hamper. Mm. And by this point, when I asked her mom, where are the sheets and pillowcases? She just didn't even know. She was really starting to lose um, her cognitive abilities. And I, for the first time, instead of being the little girl, even though I was a grown woman, whom my mom took care of and looked out for and propped up when I was having a hard time, she couldn't do that anymore. She couldn't even prepare the bed. And Mm. I went to bed sort of, cheery, literally crying myself to sleep on this bed with no sheets because it was on late a pillowless by now. pillowcase on an unpillowcased yeah. pillow. Mm. Exactly. And I had a dream and the dream seemed very simple and maybe even harsh. It was mm. just uh, one of those dreams that was just words. There was no narrative. There was no picture with it. I heard a voice say, nothing matters. And when I woke up, just the words alone sounded nihilistic, negative, cruel. Nothing matters. What? It doesn't matter that my mom is deteriorating, that my beautiful mom is losing her mind and her memory and her abilities. But the tone of voice was loving. And so I knew that this dream was coming to me, as I believe all dreams are, for help, health, and healing. So I Mm. stayed with the dream, and I actually took it to Justina Lasley, one of my favorite people to go to for dream work. She was my teacher at the Institute for Dream Studies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she listened to me talk about the dream, and I realized this dream, nothing matters, was telling me that it didn't matter, that my mom was losing her mind. It was the most horrible thing on one hand, but on... The other, it didn't matter. My mom, who loved me, who I loved, our love was eternal. And I didn't get the Mm. whole message right away. But little by little, you know, it seeped into my being. And it became sort of a guide for me through this journey through dementia and Alzheimer's. And it also was a great reminder 
that my dreams were going to get me through this, that my mm. dreams were going to not only help me survive, but learn and grow. You know, you were talking in the intro about mistakes. Well, yeah. there's also the really hard times in life that seem like punishment at first. I felt like the gods were punishing my beautiful mother right. and me and my family. But ultimately, because of my dreams and dream work, I was able to find the gifts. You know, you also mentioned diamonds, you know, at the bottom mm -hmm. of the deep, dark mine. There right. truly are gems. And I don't know that I could have found them without the wisdom and guidance of my dreams. But this mm. bedsheet one, which was so symbolically perfect to start this journey off with me, bedsheet, right. talking about dreams and sleep, right. guided me through the process. And I wrote this book to help point others in that direction, because when you're a caretaker, you don't have much extra time. You have no extra time because you're already living your full life. And now you're caring for a loved one who can't really live theirs alone anymore. They need your help. And you don't have time for all the self-help fixes that you're accustomed to, but you do go mm. to sleep every night, whether you lie in bed awake or you're lucky enough to fall asleep and dream, you have access to this portal. Um, and mm. it's no extra time or money, which is in short supply as a caretaker. So I want to remind people that this beautiful resource is theirs. Oh my God. It's so powerful. And as you say in the book, forgotten dreams. Um, you say that even if you have interrupted sleep, which is often the case when you're a caretaker, you get awakened by phone calls, or if you're with them in person, they'll wake you up. And the upside of that is that it makes it easier to remember dreams when you're woken up a lot yeah. in the middle of the night. I'm but always I want to looking for the the upside, and that is oh my god, you that. Nancy and I also we are <laughs> eternal optimists. We will find that right. that silver lining. Gosh darn it, as God is my witness. But I wanted <laughs> to just say, I wanted to just add how when I read the book, I was struck by what you did with the nothing matters dream and how mm. how you were able to allow that to bring calm. And it just struck me just now as you said it, nothing matters. It it feels actually I'm if it were my dream, may I just toss in a little thought here? Of course. So Absolutely. it just feels big in my mind like a billboard. Dreams are not of the material world. Mm -hmm. Love is not material. It's not made of matter. Exactly. The thing, the spirit, the soul doesn't matter. It, it's not of matter. It's not of material. So the things that don't matter are really the only things that are and that exist and that carry through and continue on and are eternal, actually. What's, what isn't of that matter. That is exactly right. That is exactly right and beautifully said. What's eternal mm. is love, empathy, healing, joy. You know, but you can't hold these things in your hand. Right. Oh, yeah. So I, I love that. I didn't, I didn't get that until just now. I was like, oh God, I love that so much. And I love how, and I'm just going to, going to skip around a little because we can get chronological, mm -hmm. but let's treat this like a dream and just go out of order. Um, one of the things that I loved that you did, and this is a dream practice that people can do, whether you're whether you have a departed loved one or you have one on this side that loses their ability to speak. When your mom stopped being able to communicate with words, you asked her 
to communicate with you in dreams because you found her journals yeah. and you realized you discovered she was quite the dreamer. So tell us about how that went and what those dreams yeah. were like and what you did with them. That was amazing. So one afternoon I was at my mom's house and she was downstairs in front of the TV and I was upstairs clearing out her closets because I knew we would soon have to move her. And I came across her journals, as you said, and when she was in her right mind, she had given me permission that if I came across any journals, I could read them. So I did open up and I found she was this amazing, prolific dreamer, and she had never thought to share this fact with me. Mm, So a light bulb went off in my mind. My mom had aphasia by this point, meaning she couldn't communicate her thoughts with words and language and speech. So I went downstairs and I kneeled in front of her and I took her hands in mine and I looked in her eyes and I said, Mom, first of all, I had to chide her. You know, how Mm -hmm. could you have been keeping this secret from me? You're a powerful dreamer. And I said, if you want to talk to me, we can't do it like this anymore, but you can come to me in my dreams and tell me what I need to know or how you're doing. We can just talk. And not that night, but the very next night I was sleeping and in my dream, the phone rang and I picked up the phone and in this dream, my mom was on the other end and we were able to talk. And I was like jumping for joy in this dream to hear her voice clear, you know, her Brooklyn accent, you know, just all of her, her rich laugh, Mm. um, You know, you can't remember the laugh of a loved one after it's gone. And even though she was still alive, that laugh was already gone. So I was able to have this experience. And luckily in the dream, at first I was just so delighted to be talking to her. I didn't ask any big questions. But finally I did ask, hey, mom, how are you doing and what can we do to help you? Mm -hmm. And she was funny. Mm -hmm. One of the things she said was, you're a little bossy with me. (laughs) You know, you can't always tell me what to do. And I laughed. Um, And, you know, then in waking life, I brought, I brought that back to my interactions with her, you know, I was a little more gentle, a little less bossy, but she also told me that it was hard, but she was okay. And that gave me Mm -hmm. great comfort. Oh, wow. I so, 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 so love that. And I love, by the way, just as you're reading the book, you you bring New York alive to us. I mean, I feel like I was with you on the subway, um, I, with you looking at the tracks, looking mm. at the train coming around the tracks, mm. which we'll talk about in a second. Um, before we go to the break, though, Nancy T., I know you are, this This touches a, up close and personal um kind of ding 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 on your heart do you want to mm-hmm. do you want to say anything about how this is touching you or what what kind of tools you've learned about this topic yeah I I, I was sharing with you um before the show that that when my mom you know she has dementia and it's progressing but she still can talk she's in a loop now where she pretty much says the same things over and over again and she's not necessarily conversing with us as much but more she's just doing her own monologue. Um, but what she'll do is sometimes she tries to engage you in her monologue. So she'll say, does he love me? And you answer, you answer back. And then three minutes later, does he love me? Do you think he loves me? She says that a lot. And, Mm. um, I, 
I always meet her wherever she is. And I said, oh, yes. So he says, you're funny. Or he says, you're, you know, I just, mm. I just <laughs> jump right in. I jump right into wherever she is. Beautiful. And she giggles with me and laughs at, you know, he said that. Yes, he did. He said, you're silly. <laughs> you know, and I'll just say different <laughs> things. And we have, but I meet her where she is instead of saying, oh, mom, you said that to me 10 times in the last right. five minutes. I don't do that. And that has helped me a lot to see that. I was telling myself that she was in complete misery, but when I meet her there, I'm having a good time. Mm. So she must be too, or at least that's what that's I'm telling beautiful. myself. That's mm. so beautiful. It's so me good. You know, one thing that I think about when I think about Alzheimer's and that I experienced as well, um, me, as you say, meeting my mom in her field um, was that Alzheimer's itself is like some kind of a dream state. Now I don't yes. want to glorify it, Mm-hmm. But if you enter it the way you're talking about, Nancy, as a shared dream, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of the resistance and the fear out of it and allows you to get creative and enjoy some laughter and present moment awareness. Alzheimer's, you know, memory is gone. The past is gone. So we're invited into the moment. Um, with mm-hmm. our loved ones. So I think it's so beautiful how you describe that interaction and that point of view that you've taken. That's your, your, your mom and you were both very lucky. Oh, thank you. Well, one of the things I did learn um, recently was that in our brain, the one thing that we can hold on to is lyrics of music, if you were, in fact, a person yeah. that ever remembered lyrics mm-hmm. prior. And so that's why sometimes these people will be practically nonverbal or close to it or in, in that cycle of, of mm-hmm. recounting the same story again and again, like my mother. But they'll put on some old Dinah Shore song or, you know, you name it, um, Doris Day. <laughs> And they know all of the words. It's amazing amazing? and beautiful. And so I try to sing with her a lot and bring her music and, and, you know, listen and dance with her. And and she seems to meet me there. It's kind of fun. So when we come back from this break in just a moment, we're going to hear more from Zivia. Gover, and you can check out her website in the meantime. It's T Z I V I A G O V E R dot com. And head over straight to Amazon and get her book, Forgotten Dreams. If you just put in Forgotten Dreams, T Z I V I A, it'll come right up. It's $2.99. It's so inexpensive and it's one of the best reads. So we're going to come back with more tips and tools to use how to use your dreams to be able to help you if you are the caretaker of someone who is struggling with Alzheimer's or dementia. So don't go anywhere. We're all dreaming together. We'll be right back here on Ask Dr. Dream on Unity Online Radio. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listeners like you to support our broadcasts that send our messages out to an awakening world. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate Today. 
Here's Reverend Paul Hasselbeck with a Unity Teachable Moment, taken from a talk at Unity on the River in Amesbury, Massachusetts. All good is defined as divine mind, God, and I love this, the principle of divine benevolence that permeates the universe. So God is not good like a Boy Scout or a Girl Scout. God is the good, the principle of benevolence. And benevolence is basically the disposition to do good or to treat others well and things like that. And so, so in that moment, when, you, when you're not wanting to offer grace to somebody, you can remember at the very point of view is this principle of benevolence. And as we remember that, we can draw on it and then we use that principle to offer grace. To find more from Reverend Paul Hasselbeck, visit the radio archives at unityonlineradio.org. Ready to roll the dice? Check out the new intention dice from Unity. Five dice, different colors, each with words that can prompt you to set an intention for the day, create an affirmation, or journal your thoughts. Roll the green die for abundance and see what comes up. Enriched, worthy, generous. Blue for health. Energetic, whole, radiant. Five dice, limitless possibilities for your life. Find them at unity.org slash dice. Sometimes you might feel so alone with your problems, you don't know where to turn. We invite you to call Silent Unity, the 24-7 prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour. Listen and relax as you hear their beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love. No matter what's going on in your life, Silent Unity is always standing by. Call today, 816-969-2000. Recovery from addiction can be a lonely experience. Get help and support with Rev. Lonnie Vanderslice, Rev. Dan Beckett, and Spirit of Recovery every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central. Welcome to a place where spirituality and recovery meet. Each week, you'll hear stories and topics that are important to the recovery community. Tune in for some lively conversation and join in with your questions and comments. Nearly 21 million people struggle with addiction in America. Reach out and join us here on UnityOnlineRadio.org. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream here on Unity Online Radio, where we uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the stunning beauty of who you are. And I'm your host, Kelly Sullivan Walden, aka Dr. Dream here on Unity Online Radio. And if you want to call in, we're going to take some calls during this part of the show. The number is 816-251-3555. And before we get back to talking to Zivia Gover about her new book, Forgotten Dreams, um, Nancy T, you're going to pick a card for us, a hero's journey, dream oracle, because we're all on a hero's journey, whether you know you're a hero or not. Um, you might be in the in the reluctant stage of the hero's journey and not even saying, no, 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 not me. But that doesn't mean you're not on the hero's journey and that you're not dreaming all the time. So Nancy, give us a card to give us a little insight. Okay, it's funny you should say that because I've chosen stage three, <laughs> refusal of the call, and it's mm. <laughs> card number 13, <laughs> divine Perfect. discernment. 
step back to find clarity. To the one who can perfectly practice in action, all things are possible by Ernest Holmes. That's that quote. Um, The message is, take a breather and honor your yin, your feminine nature. This is not always easy to do in a culture that honors and celebrates the yang, the drive and strive mode, while turning up its nose at the virtues of the yin qualities of flow and letting go. In yang mode, we get things done. In yin mode, we fill our tank and reflect on our larger vision and purpose. So when it's time to move, we do so with precision. If we're to live in balance, we need both action and reflection. There are times to do and times for inaction. To know which mode is most appropriate, step back and practice discernment. And the dream symbol is the observer. Dreams where you are the observer, as opposed to being on the field of play, can signify that you're watching your life from afar, gaining an objective perspective and considering the larger ramifications of your action or reactions. You may have felt aloof on the roof. If that resonates, it may be time for you to risk taking a more active role in your life. However, if that's not the case, this dream may be revealing a strategy for how to access greater wisdom and mindfulness by stepping back, watching the parade roll by, so you can join in with gusto when the time is right. And the mantra is, divine discernment lets me know when to go, when to stop, and when to drop into the space in between. Woo, Nancy. Woohoo! Thank you so much. That was the perfect one. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Oh my Lord. Um, And because I feel like this is, ah, there's something about going within this topic of, of dealing with people that are being a caretaker for somebody with Alzheimer's or dementia and going into the place where there, nothing matters, nothing matters, but the love that really has no matter that isn't, isn't something that's tangible and, and tactile. It's, it's more of the energy. So I think it's good sometimes to just, just chill. It's not my easiest place, but once I get into it, I love it. And then just when I get comfortable and chill out mode, it's like, all right, time to, time to get back to bada bing, bada boom. But you're pretty good. You're pretty good at chilling. You're like one of the best people I know. And at least in the past, <laughs> That's like, I could learn a lot from you. We'll take that as a compliment. Poor can that girl chill. <laughs> that Netflix and chill was that was coined for her. Now, um, <laughs> you could win awards, I, Olympic I, level awards for chillaxing. I love to. I love to step back, and lately I haven't had that opportunity as much with the babies I know and my mom on both ends of the spectrum. But I see yeah. parallels there, where I meet mm. the babies where they are too. You know, same oh. thing. I would just join in their parade. And there's something to that and not having to be the person running the parade or the star <laughs> of the parade, just, just going along in the cart. <laughs> so to um, speak. Oh, that reminds me, the Carta Awards. I do want to mention. <laughs> Speaking of cart, <laughs> Carta. Oh, that's funny. See, look at that Magna Carta. That's good. I remember it. Yeah. So Magna this, Carta. I'm going to butcher this description, but just everyone bear with me. Um, there's a, a, I guess, a nomination we'll say and it's sort of a contest where people look at these they look at these different or oracle decks and choose which one they think is most beautiful most touching most precious to them and kelly's 
Dream Oracle cards are up for a nomination. So you can vote. And if you go today, I think it's best just to do it. And, you know, as soon as we're done with this show um, at the top of the hour, go right in online because the, you get to vote for three separate awards. She's up for the most beautiful artwork and the best Oracle deck and the best writing and interpretation, which is her star golden shower that she puts onto these Thank cards is just so Thank beautiful so i can't i mean as soon as i found out about it i went and voted it's really easy you, you click on the url and bam you're there and it's you choose and it's beautiful but you're so sweet thank you so much i had to say it <laughs> that was a lot I, I butchered so, it. i'm not nearly as smooth as you are but the point gets out oh <laughs> my god well they this is this is exciting to find this out this week because i don't i don't do awards i don't i mean the last award well, now i had know. anything to do with was in high school and i i got the best actress award for my portrayal of ruth in the effects of gamma rays on man in the moon marigolds i had a really good seizure on stage kind of not acting at all <laughs> <laughs> they thought wow she's really into it let's give her the award <laughs> but that was just really you just swallowed something wrong and you were joking <laughs> what, what, <laughs> Kelly, what i'm like i'm in character leave me alone but uh, anyway this is exciting and i'm on the website right now so this is there's the international tarot foundation and that's their website international tarot and if you go to that website right in the middle of the what do you call that all the different things you can click on is the carta voting is now open the carta awards are the awards that they sponsor so they nominated me for best let's see best oracle deck best author of an of it of an oracle Ooh. And best illustrator. So Rasuli is up for best illustrator of an oracle, and he and I are up for best oracle deck, and I'm I'm up for best author of uh, an oracle or tarot. I don't know if it's if they do both. I'm not sure. Whatever. But if you can go on, and the the final results are all in, it's like the people's choice, so people have to vote in. So if you like them, then vote then let your voice be heard. Yay. And if you don't already have the deck, then grab it and then vote on it if you want. Okay. And if you don't like them, don't vote. (laughs) Right? Exactly. (laughs) Keep it to yourself by all means. Suppress yourself. Exactly. Exactamundo. And the journals are available, by the way. And by the way, Nancy and I are going to be going to Teotihuacan in January 2020, I'm going to be co-facilitating with Shez Libby once again, and it's going to be an amazing dream journey, transformational dream work all the way around using the, the, the Toltec mysticism as the backdrop and the pyramids and sacred sites. It's really, really magical. This will be like the 20th time I've gone. It's a ritual, not maybe not 20th, maybe more like 15th time, but it's really special and if you haven't gone yet i highly recommend that you do it's you get a lot a lot in just a few days it's pretty darn magical speaking of pretty darn magical let's get back to zivia gover she's our guest she we had this wonderful conversation at the top of the hour and we'll continue that um her website is ziviagover.com T-Z-I-V-I-A-G-O-V-E-R.com. And she's got several books. Um, let's see. She's got the, look, can I get this? An, um, a Mindful Way to a Good Night's Sleep. 
Rico. Did I say it right? I think I did. The mindful and way to a good night's sleep, yes. The mindful way to a good night's sleep. And then the book we're talking about today is Forgotten Dreams. And it's all about her personal story, her personal journey with her mother who who got Alzheimer's and dementia and the way that Sivia worked with her dreams and able in, in order to communicate and to, to get some insight and, and help to be able to be the best caretaker she could be. And this book is so beautifully written. I highly recommend it to anybody, even if you think you're not directly affected by Alzheimer's, if you don't know anyone directly, there's, there's how many people um, you said that, okay, you felt like you're on the same boat with a bunch of people yeah. and it's a big boat. That's one of the things you say in the book, because there's how many millions of people that have Alzheimer's or dementia? Wow. So there are something like 5.7 million people with Alzheimer's and, you know, similar type dementias in the U.S. And when you add to that, the 16 million or so unpaid caregivers, you know, family members right. and loved right. ones um, who right. care for them. And then there are all the paid care- caregivers. So, so many of us are touched by these diseases. Um, mm-hmm. So we are, I used to say, uh, we're all in the same boat and it's a really big boat. <laughs> I guess there's comfort in knowing that it's right? not, it's not just your own, your own thing. And one of the things we were talking about before the break was about the way that you, you related to, to Alzheimer's as like when we're in our dreaming state, we pick up the phone and we can't dial the number or we try to speak and the words don't come out clearly or right. So talk about how you were able how that parallel you were able to draw gave you some comfort. Yeah. So there were a lot of parallels um, between dreaming and Alzheimer's. As you were saying, being in the dream state and, you know, when you enter into sort of the dream state of a person with dementia or Alzheimer's living in their reality where things flow really differently and circle around, you know, they repeat a lot, you know, mm-hmm. things don't make sense. They might think the chair is the toilet or start combing their hair with the fork. You know, mm-hmm. it's sort of a dreamy state. And thinking about that helped me feel more friendly with this um, reality, mm. you know, to stop thinking mm. of it as a disease, but another mm. form of consciousness. Oh, I love that. To glorify it because it is very challenging, but it's another way of approaching it that, as I said, brings more, more familiarity, more friendliness, and can bring more creativity to interacting with someone with Alzheimer's, just thinking you're entering their dream with them and, Mm. you know, helping them to find comfort. And also Alzheimer's reminds us a lot about nightmares. You know, I felt like I was entering a nightmare a lot of times, seeing my mother suffer and, and not being able to communicate because her Alzheimer's came with aphasia, just the part of the brain it affected. So she couldn't communicate. So there were nightmare-like elements, and as a dream worker, I know that my my uh, instinct or my felt response that I just want to turn away and pretend this isn't happening, well, I know from working with nightmares that I need to turn right towards the nightmare and look straight at it yes, and learn yes. what this 
monster in my dream is trying to teach me. So I started to ask, what is Alzheimer's trying to teach Mm. me? Um, And then I could get more wisdom instead of just grief. Because at the beginning, I was very resistant. I was just so mad that my mom had this disease and so mad that, you know, selfishly that I was losing, you know, I felt like I was losing my best friend, like the person I'd normally call up and say, hey, this is horrible. My mom has Alzheimer's. That was my mom. I couldn't call her and tell her that because, you know what I mean? You lose when you're caring for somebody, a loved one with one of these diseases, you lose the person you're used to going to for support on top of everything. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah. Oh, one of the things I love about your book, Forgotten Dreams, is the right brain, left brain way of writing it. Um, you open each chapter with a story or a dream from your own life and your experience with your mom. And then you follow it with, with tips and tools for how the, how the reader can, can apply some of the things that you learn. So give us a few things that, um, that can help caretakers that are sleep deprived, time deprived, stressed out to be able to be in this marathon. Cause it's not a sprint. It's a marathon in in the best way what are some of the things that you discovered besides paying attention to dreams so that you can have a portal open to communication with them what are some other things you can do absolutely so you know the subtitle of the book is tapping into the power of sleep and dreams for the Mm. caregivers of people with dementia and alzheimer's and that sleep piece of it is very important so some things to do are to honor your sleep and not to put too much pressure on your sleep. So, you know, we might lie awake worrying about our loved one or have interrupted sleep from lying beside somebody who's um, suffering from Alzheimer's or dementia. And to take that time on the mattress, you know, you have to sort of accept Mm. that sleep might not always come in the way it used to or as much as it used to, but to take that time on the mattress to commune with your heart maybe to do what I call meditations, you know. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Tell everybody about that. That's so great. Right? To meditate in the bed. Yeah. And so to use Mm. a mantra like, I am complete, or I am relaxed, or I am sleepy, or I am sinking Mm. into the mattress, you know, choose something and use it on your exhalation as your mantra with a nice, long, gentle inhale and an even longer inhale so that you're using that time on the mattress to be in touch with yourself, to try to relax, let go, or affirm something that you need more of, you know, like I am relaxed. (laughs) Um, So that's one thing you can do. Another thing is during the day, to take some really deep breaths. I recommend 10 deep breaths, just taking a mm. pause for that, some deep, slow breaths. And that will really help your stress levels to decrease and to feed and nourish yourself. And also to do one thing that you love every day and acknowledge mm. it. Because when you're a caregiver, the you gets lost. And, you know, it's like that classic thing about being on an airplane. When the oxygen masks come down, you need to put yours on first before you can be any good to anyone else. 
Mm-hmm. So as caregivers, to give yourself these moments um, and maybe even make a list for yourself of things you love that you can access in five minutes, you know, like a cup of iced decaf or sitting outside on the porch and drinking it or whatever, that you mm. can make sure that you do something small or large that you love for you every day mm. and acknowledge and I- it. I love that. And I love the way you tell the story because you're in New York taking care of your mom and there's yeah. museums, there's cafes, there's there's places. So you, you make yourself do these things because you know you're in it for the long haul. And if you deprive yourself, then it's like you're going to go down with the ship and that's not yeah, an option. Right. So it might seem no. like there's no room, there's no time, but yeah, you there has to be. I love that you talk about that. It's so, so, so important. And I love... You are such an optimist and you talk about deliberately looking for the, like deliberately choosing love over fear. And, and one of the things, and so in that, um, you also talk about looking for a superpower and how superpowers are often born of something tragic or difficult. So can you say something about how a caretaker might find a superpower while they're going through, like, like for Nancy, let's give Nancy a superpower. What's a superpower Nancy might adopt while she's going through working with her mom um, who's got dementia? Well, from just listening to Nat, to, you know, just talking a little bit with Nancy today, I've discovered that she has some great superpowers She's got the superpower of walking between worlds and walking between mm. dimensions. So she's very mm. skillful at stepping into the realm of Alzheimer's and transforming herself into a denizen, a citizen of that land in a loving way. Mm. You know, she she finds the, the, the fun and the humor with her mother who's suffering from this disease. Um, by walking into her world and entering into her conversations, even though they might seem illogical, as if they're natural and full of fun and humor. So she has the superpower of walking between worlds. How's that feel, Nancy T? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's because of my acting background or something that I can do that. But that's, that's, it's, um, it has kept Mm. me sane through it. Because it's really easy to look at the at the person who's the patient and see, oh, that must be awful. That must and just put all of my own fears onto them. But as much mm. as I look at my mom and see her giggling about the thing that she's saying that may not make sense to anyone, I, I, I she looks to me like she's having a great time. And so laughter is a superpower. Humor is a superpower, right? Nancy's got that. Yeah. Nancy's definitely got that. Yeah. I think and it's such an interesting thing. Putting on the cape thing. of love, you know, the superpower, mm. superwoman cape of love or empathy or compassion. Mm. So beautiful. There's something that, that you're making me think of, Sivia and Nancy, how, how and I'll, I guess I'll speak for myself, but I think this is true for most of us humans. We have an idea that of how life is supposed to be and how our our loved ones are supposed to live and we have a script that feels ironclad like this is the word of god these are the the additional pages of the 10 commandments of how life is supposed to be and when it goes off the rails there's such upset 
it's like, no, it's not supposed to be this way. And there's an attachment. And I can think about when my, my parents there, they just moved and, and there's all kinds of rickety rackety things that they're having to deal with. And I'm like, oh, it's not supposed to be this way. And I notice myself railing against things. And it's like, what if it is supposed to exactly be this way? What if, mm. what if, what is Byron Katie? Hello is supposed to be what is, mm. and the fighting against it is where so much of the undue angst is. So, and Julia Cameron, I'm bringing her up for the second time on this show. She said, nothing dies harder than a bad idea. And mm. one bad idea is that I think I know how life is supposed to be and how people are yeah. supposed to behave in every moment. And when it's not that way, I need to change it and, and be the be a really bad superhero where I'm denying reality but what if reality is complex and so much more than we know? What if we need it to be all the different colors of the rainbow, not just the pinks and the light purples? And <laughs> yeah. you know, what if it's supposed to be and all I, of it? I think our dreams really teach us that. Like when you yeah. practice dream work day to day, one of the things yeah. that you learn is you learn to enter into each part of your dream and see the dream from different perspectives and see different possibilities, different ways things might be. And if you really do this dream work in a serious way, for me, it's my spiritual practice, what ends up happening is you become more flexible in life. So you could start mm -hmm. to see the dream of Alzheimer's from different perspectives. You could see Alzheimer's itself as a character in this dream. And, <laughs> you know, I've learned to interview the characters <laughs> of my dream to find out what it, what does this dream mean? And like so you said, one, one thing I noticed with my mom over the long, you know, we had a 10 year journey, which is by the way, the, wow. the standard mm -hmm. length of time for Alzheimer's from diagnosis to death. We, my mom was right on schedule 10 years. And during mm. this time, my brother and I, who had never had a particularly close relationship as adults, um, we had to team up to work together to help my mom, even though we were very different styles. And through these 10 years, we developed a friendship that mm. was that is now and remains, you know, one of the closest relationships in my life other than my husband and mm. or in addition to. And my daughter and I had a very um, difficult relationship, you know. Um, mm. We came head to head during this stressful time, but had amazing breakthroughs. And I sometimes say that if my mother was asked to sign up for this duty, if she knew wow. it was going to bring her family closer together, because that was one of wow. her core values, she might have signed up and said, yes, yeah, I'll, I'll take that, you know. So who knows? So, you know, we don't know how it's supposed to be. Yeah, what, what if it's supposed to be? I love about that. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I borrowed that from Byron Katie. Nancy and I do that all mm -hmm. the time. So we have just a couple minutes. And I just want to make sure that people go to com, And that is T-Z-I-V-I-A-G-O-V-E-R.com. And the book is Forgotten Dreams. And you can find that on Amazon. And... um before we leave, just give us the quickest little story about the Twilight Zone, your, a dream that, that you had. Oh, this is so Twilight amazing. We have Zone literally dream. like a minute and a half. <laughs> okay. I'll do the Reader's Digest version. Um, this was another dream in which my mom 
you know, I was in the dream and picked up the phone and there was my mom. And she told me that she was hanging out with the guy from the Twilight Zone. And I, you know, the Twilight Zone was before my time. I thought it was hysterical in the dream, but I didn't know who that guy was. And when I looked it up um, online, who's the guy from the Twilight Zone? Rod <laughs> I got the whole Twilight Zone in- introduction about entering the fifth dimension, which is this dimension beyond time and space, beyond memory. And it was just an amazing Ooh, here description. It is. Here, this is what you put in the book. Realm. This and is what you put in the book. Find, yeah, it's in the you book. You say there's a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It's a dimension yeah. as vast as space and timeless infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It's an area we call the twilight zone. <laughs> so, yeah. That's and that was a message from beyond. From beyond. So your book is full of messages from beyond and also messages that are super grounded in the here and now. It's called Forgotten Dreams. I highly, highly recommend that you pick this book up by Zivia Gover and her other book, A Mindful Way to a Good Night's Sleep. It's amazing. So please pick that up. And until we meet again, everybody, thank you, Nancy T. And we'll see you next time. And don't take your dreams lying down. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.